and welcome back to another episode of jp and the beanstalk here we are there's a good energy in the gym as always as always as always hey beans welcome back thanks for uh, granting me a little pto appreciate it you deserved it thanks it was well earned thanks because you know how much you work here and just well the, the royalties podcast. from the podcast have finally reached a point where i was like you know i need to give a little you time. that time <laughs> yeah someday maybe a maybe alternate universe yeah, no, version no, no, you know but uh, someday someday, someday. You that's bet. what we're gonna look something at to push it for something someday, to push for yes. Now we appreciate the dozens of you that tune in. We love you. Thanks for thanks for sticking with us, for giving us your valued feedback, and for just enjoying the dialogue with us. We Absolutely. appreciate that. Yes, love having do. you here. It's great. It's great. Well, hey, it's been a piece. So it's excited. Been a while. It has been a while. Excited to be back. Excited to discuss the uh, the Doctor Strange movie. We did provide. Those of you out there with a with a good old fashioned instant reaction, so that was good on us. But now we've just done the slow burn of hey, let's give it some time. Oh, we gave it a lot we've of time. We've given it, uh, you know, the smoker crockpot treatment. Absolutely. Yep. So it is. It is very. Uh, it is soaked. It is moist. It's a delicious piece of meat that's just waiting to be devoured, and here we are to partake in that feast. I love meat. It's great. It's great. It's great. We've got a Thor Love and Thunder trailer, a fresh one. Absolutely. Let's go. Hot. So great. So great. Can't wait to get into that. That's going to... We'll go down a few rabbit trails uh, that are inevitably going to branch off of that just anticipated flick that we unfortunately have to wait until july for but hey here's a little piece of excitement for you we're at wednesday may 25th that's the day we're recording this pod do you realize that we are days like single digit days less than a week just single barely hours away from obi-wan when does that come out dropping 27th is the date that I've got in my mind. I believe it's this Friday, right. So And it was the end of May. Yep. Yep. So that's hot with two T's right there. Thank you, Lord. Space Jesus this coming to us, bringing us that Jedi mana distributing. So next episode, we will be talking about Obi-Wan episode one. You bet. So be, be aware of that. <laughs> it's happening. And, oh, my gosh. You know... I think I think your gift that you sent me earlier this week would yes. describe yes this. yes correct <laughs> correct how excited can you get well there there is a limit and once you hit it hey just stay there just live there <laughs> it's the best it's, that's just yeah go watch Archer people it's great before we get into the meat yes. of this episode of which there will be again plenty moist and soaked uh. After I watched that Thor Love and Thunder trailer, Mm -hmm. I came across a trailer for Mission Impossible 7. Okay. Okay. Now, quick sidebar here. The Mission Impossible movies, right? One of the topics that we've been chewing through on this podcast are like my top 30-ish movies. The Mission Impossible movies are in this category where they're not in that list. They're in that just missed the cut. Okay. Okay. Overall, there have been six Mission Impossible movies so far, hence a seventh is coming, right? Pretty easy math. I've enjoyed most of those six movies to varying degrees, but increasingly so with movies four, five, and six. I think they've been progressively better, fun, better, awesome, all those good things. Henry Cavill was badass in the last one. Fantastic. Yes. So trailer for movie number seven 
comes out. I'm like, great, all right, Let, when's, let's watch it. So I watch it, and it ends with coming in July of 2023. And this is a full trailer. This is two and a half minutes of footage for movie number seven that is a part one of apparently two parts, right? Again, simple math. So an eighth movie is coming, and they've already got enough footage, and there are like clearly multiple different settings so it's not like a common trailer move where hey they're showing you multiple scenes but you can tell this is in a similar or same setting right there are maybe a dozen different settings that they're showing off set pieces stunts it's like you have a ton ton of footage and you're telling me you're a good 13 14 months away from bringing this out to us so I thought that was pretty fascinating. So if you have not watched the trailer for that Mission Impossible movie, go check it out. But most importantly, if you haven't seen the most recent Mission Impossible movies, again, I'm talking four, five, and six. Three's pretty good. Three's not bad. Two's an absolute turd. The first one's a classic, but I mean, we're talking like 90s classic. It's almost in its own category. So if you haven't watched these movies, treat yourself. You'll enjoy them. They're, good. They're a good time. But anyway, I was just blown away by the full nature of this trailer for a movie that is over a year away. So funny because then you think of like Thor 4 and the, right. the first official full trailer dropped this week. Right, this week. And it comes out two months two from months now. Right, two months from its release date. Wild stuff. It's insane. Yeah. That is crazy. So I just I just had to I just had to bring that up because I was fascinated by that uh, marketing choice because it seemed like I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing the trailer. Um, Haley Atwell is going to be in the seventh flick. Um, Pom, yeah, she is. Gosh, I cannot remember her how to pronounce her name. Bear with me here. I'm going to IMDB this, one of our beloved guardians Mantis. of the galaxy. Correct, the Pom actress that plays. Clementif. Close enough. Pom is the first name. Clem Teef, sure, is the last name. Good. Uh, she is in the flick as well. So, I mean, they just continue to bring absolute stallions into the mix in those movies. Um, so, anyhow, wild stuff. 14 months out, we're getting a full trailer for Mission Impossible 7. They didn't have to, but they did. I, you know what? I'm okay with that. Why don't you that. drop that on Christmas? That makes way more sense. Yep. That's Bizarre. a Christmas Bizarre. drop. I can't recall another time where there's been a full-fledged, like, full-length, not teaser, just a full trailer for a movie or this Super far in advance. Like, I remember, for example, the first trailer for Man of Steel, okay? Awesome teaser trailer. Awesome. It's just Russell Crowe, who plays Jor-El. Was it Russell or was it Kevin Costner? Ooh, might have been a blend of the two. Either way, one of those two, their voice in the background, pretty sure I'm going to go with Jor-El here, and all they show visually is a long-distance shot of Superman just flying straight up, getting into the atmosphere. And it was just a banger of a teaser trailer. But it was so far in advance of the movie, right? It's like, hey, this makes sense. And part of that hype for Man of Steel was, hey, Christopher Nolan is involved as a producer. And this was at probably peak Nolan hype. Coming mm -hmm. fresh off of the Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy, um, so that that is what is in my mind, just as a point of reference. Like that's what I expect to see this far out. It's like holy crap, they've got a Superman movie in development. Chris Nolan's involved. Okay, it's a year away. 
well, that's a great tease. Um, how about Mission Impossible 7? 7, 14 months out, full trailer. Blows my mind. But I'm going to be there for it. It's great. Fair enough. Okay, that's what I got. Hey, should we talk some Doc Strange? Yes, we Whew. should. Yes, we should. How about that? Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness came out a few weeks back now, Riles. We went and saw it. We did. We did. We did an we instant reaction. So yes, we did. So have your, just real quick, in general, has your response to that movie changed in any significant way in that time? Or are you still in that, hey, I liked it? It was good. I, I, it has not changed in that aspect. Yep. Um, you have to, you have to look at this as a Doctor Strange movie and not an Avengers movie. I think that's part of the problem people had with this is they were expecting everyone and their mother to show up in this movie. Yep. It didn't happen. And that's great. The cameos that did happen was Marvel putting their ding dong on the table and being like, Hey, so this is what we're working with. All right. Do what you want. We want you to know it's here. Okay, yep. X Men yep. here. We haven't for we we got them. Fantastic Four. Hey, we know we've heard you talk about John Krasinski forever, and mm-hmm. guess what? He's here. He's here now. And then you have Black Bolt from the Inhumans, and you're right. like, Hey, we tried it. It didn't work. But guess what? We're gonna try again. We can and still we're make it work. See if we can make it work. Yep. So there's three for three right there, and. You can't tell me how it was not badass to hear the 90s X-Men theme song. I will die. I will take this to the grave with how amazing it was to just see Charles Xavier roll in. It could have been in the wheelchair. Okay, the hover chair I'm mm. not attached to. Sure. Okay? Like, sure. Like some people. I mean, I, that's my Professor X does have the hover chair. But there you go. But. <laughs> Turned on immediately. <laughs> I was like, yes! And that crowd, by the way, if you were in the Ames movie theater that night, you're dead inside. And it was not, it was not the Cinemark. It was the other one. You know who you are. Screw you. You were the worst group of people to watch that movie with because no one freaked out. North the, Grand Cinema was pretty stale. It was a pretty, it was a pretty vanilla. The most interaction response. I got was the guy who said, "Enjoy your trip into the multiverse." Which, by the way, bro, dial it down a little bit. That's he's not, trying. I know. He's trying. I know. He's trying. But too hard, yes. But he's like way too hard, man. But the I, effort's there. Like, I know that they didn't tell you to do that because you were way too excited to do it. <laughs> so it's just calm down like a little bit. That guy's been excited like, to work in a movie theater his whole like, life. It, the, because if I got that for like a Jurassic Park movie and like enjoy the the event or enjoy the park and it's like bro people die in there <laughs> people get eaten by dinosaurs I don't I'm not gonna enjoy watching a dude get mauled by a velociraptor I'm not well okay okay yeah, I, was, I was gonna have to step in here too, too don't tell me you won't enjoy watching too a guy shit. get killed by a That's velociraptor very true we all would all right, we all, all right. would I'm wrong. You caught yourself. But, you caught yourself. Yeah, absolutely. But, but uh, yeah, that guy was just... So, Point is, there was should have been some tangible enthusiasm. Absolutely. Right. Okay, yep. because this is what happens. All right, we're sitting in the movie. The theater, reaction was very and, Iowa. And we're very... Okay, we're, we're like in it. And he, Doctor Strange, if you have seen the movie, it's at that point where they get caught by the in the next multiverse right. by... 
Baron Mordo and some other people. Mm-hmm. And they like, yeah, the Baxter Foundation supported this. I go, oh. and it looked, and you weren't to the right of me, which is unusual. Right, right. We were the opposite ends of this particular row. And yep. I look, yep. and I'm like, I can't remember who's, oh, who's sitting next to me? Doesn't matter. I look at them, <laughs> and they were just paying attention to the movie. I'm like, damn it. And then I looked at, there's no appreciation. And then for I looked this. at Soul, and he's like dialed in. I'm like, damn it. I was like, I'm the only one who picked up on it. So then I keep watching, right? And then, yeah. who, I, Black Bolt was already sitting down. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Right. And then we were like waiting. And then Mr. Fantastic came out of a portal. I'm like, right. yes! But nobody said anything. So it's more like... <laughs> right. And then... You want to explode. Yeah. You want to awesome. explode. It's like they didn't even appreciate what was happening yeah. in front of our eyeballs. And people... Have been we're going to have to come back to this. Like, you keep going. We're going to have to come back to this. And by the way, people have been shitting on that Fantastic Four suit for John Krasinski. They have? Yes. Oh, I've seen some people poop on it, and I'm fools. like, "Don't poop on it. It's great. I love it. The black, the hints of the black, and the yes. blue. Oh, it's sexy. John looked sexy. John looked good. John looked John sexy. Let's John be real great. here. It looked like he dumped Pam and got somebody hotter. That's what he looked like in that movie. Well, you're aware of who he's married to. I know. Yeah, that's my boy. Yeah. And anywho, um, <laughs> and then you jump to, yeah. Then it, then there was the wheelchair roll, and I was like, ah, Yep. This is sick. Yep but that's but back to my point though that's what the cameos were there for it was marvel pretty much just being like hey we're fine we got all this now Mm -hmm. we have a plan quit your bitching don't get worried about it we got you (laughs) homie that's what they did and then they you know and then they did the mic drop yep yep i i agree i i think you're spot on expectations without question are what have influenced various reactions and responses to this movie because i don't think i've heard anything particularly high about this movie like wow that was one of the best marvel movies i've ever seen i think in general the response has been fairly like above average like hey that was pretty good to "Ah, i didn't really care for it and again we live in this podcast in a realm where we get personal preference right you get to respond however you want to respond and frankly, when it comes to these movies, that makes sense. There's very little objective, good, bad. Those exist. The Fantastic Four movie made by Fox, right? Objectively, not good. Second very much not one. good. Uh, I'm talking the third one. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, right. That's that's all that needs to be said about that. Uh, Morbius, objectively, not good. But this movie, I thought was. It exceeded my expectations because I, like we discussed on previous podcasts, was nervous that, hey, we're going to get too carried away here. We're opening up the Pandora's box to the possibility of all these characters, and we're not going to have any quality time, so to speak, with individual characters. So I was pleasantly surprised that it was not an Avengers movie, right? Like Captain America Civil War, that's not, that's barely, barely qualifies as a Captain America movie. That's an Avengers movie that focuses on Captain America. Yeah. Right? Agreed. That's not a Captain America movie nearly in the same way that Captain America, First Avenger, and Winter Soldier were Captain America movies. So this movie, Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness, I was delighted that it stayed within, I thought, some really healthy and appropriate boundaries where we got to hang out with Doctor Strange a lot because his skill set, I remember the scene... 
from Infinity War where Doctor Strange is having his opportunity to go mano a mano with Thanos. And that was outstanding. Like the creativity that he brings to that encounter and to that fight. There's a little bit of that as well in Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Beg pardon? No Way Home. Wait, I'm getting my homes mixed up. Which one just came out? No Way Home. You were right. Oh, you were right the second time. Okay, thank you. No Way Home. Spare me. Wow. Uh, so I loved that in this flick, we got a ton of time with Doctor Strange getting a chance to, to flex his magical muscles, right? That was great. I would have been disappointed if we had more than what we had of the Illuminati. That was masterful. Like, we got it. We got the wish fulfillment of John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic, of Professor Xavier rolling in in the hover chair or wheelchair. Again, would have been fine either way. But that was great. But it wasn't the point of the movie. Doctor Strange and his character's development was the point of this movie. And to me, that's high praise. Now, there is plenty about the movie that you can say, I'm not sure I really preferred that direction. So, for example, I'm not sure how enthusiastic I really am about how uh, how bad Wanda was. Like, she was nasty. She was not so much anti-hero as just straight-up villain. And that was a bummer for me. I've continued to hope for the best for that character, all the while knowing that it's probably not going to work out because she does have a, a pretty strong element of tragedy to her from the comics. So and I get crazy. it. And a little bit of crazy mixed in I mean, there. This chick fell in love with a robot. Come on. Yeah. Come yeah. On. That's a that's a warning sign right there. Uh, red flag. Big red flag. Big red flag. So just as a fan, as a supporter of that character, I wasn't in love with what happened to her in this movie. I get it. It made sense. And it was, listen, it was effective. She ended up being an outstandingly formidable adversary for Doctor Strange. And the scene where she just rips through the Illuminati. Badass. Ooh. It was badass. <laughs> that was incredible. Because it's juxtaposed with the Illuminati going, listen, when Doctor Strange is trying to bring their attention to the fact that you, you've got a problem on your hands and it's not me. And the Illuminati, for all of their wisdom, I mean, this is part of what was just absolutely nailed in this movie. Because in the comics, the Illuminati, depending on the what I want to say the characters that are in it are right that consist of boy I'm butchering the phrasing here the Illuminati has a somewhat fluctuating uh, cast. cast of characters right but you have your main seven what is a consistent thread throughout the existence of the Illuminati is freaking arrogance this listen we know more than you we're smarter than you just trust us here now we hear your pleas we hear your concerns they're dumb keep them to yourself we've got this and it almost always goes badly almost always and that's exactly what happened in this movie dr strange is trying to tell them guys uh wanda's a big problem i'm not going to turn on you you're suspicious of me for some reason i get it you had a different dr strange in your universe but this version of wanda she is just incredibly powerful and Mr. Fantastic, like, Steven, listen, calm down. We've got this. And only a couple of them go to confront Wanda at once. The rest of them are hanging back like Mordo and Professor Xavier. And then Wanda just unravels Mr. Fantastic <laughs> after like popping Blake. Black Bolt's head. Yeah. Incredible. 
loved that. Loved the strength that it showed of Wanda. Again, I'm I'm like conflicted during this scene because I'm just eating up the action. And again, the creativity is great, like how she dispatches Mr. Fantastic, how she dispatched of Black Bolt. And at the same time, I'm just devastated, like, oh, no, Wanda, come on, come back to the light, come back to the, the good guys. It was great. So they crushed, they absolutely crushed the Illuminati. They stayed within some really appropriate boundaries. And so that's a big win for this movie. And my, my message to others Again, personal preference, I respect it. But nonetheless, my message to you would be adjust your expectations because what you don't want, you really don't want this. You don't want Marvel to try and produce Endgame and Infinity War level movies with ensemble casts where the stakes are the end of all existence all the time. We had a 10-year run, and now this is, in theory, a hey, we're resetting, we're starting fresh with some characters we've already been introduced to, others we're going to be introduced to, and I would imagine it would stretch out to another approximately eight years, ten years before we build up to that big ensemble, end of the universe type of stakes again. So I think that is a big factor in how folks are receiving the the movie, and to those I would say, Enjoy it for what it is. It's a Doctor Strange movie. And it's been since 2016 that we've had a solo Doctor Strange movie. Too good of a character, I think, for us to have spent that much time with him strictly in ensemble films. Agreed. And it was a good sequel. Yes. You could argue that that was better than the first. I I enjoyed it more than the first one. And, I mean, um, Wanda as a villain nailed it. I'm glad they she didn't. Did. I'm glad they she didn't did. beat around the bush with her and like do this thing. And they just like introduce her within the first minute and a half. It's like, yeah, no, she's the she's the one. She's yep. she knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Fully embraced the villain role. I loved it. I like and it. There people some I, some people said that didn't make sense for her to go like that. And I'm like, um, did, did you watch WandaVision? This chick was going off the deep end looking through this thing because she wants her kids, the, her her non-existent children, right back come on now here's where i would here's where i'm curious right we have both seen wandavision so we've got that context i wonder for someone that has not watched wandavision you go into this movie you don't have that context instead the movie is trying to sum up the wandavision story in the dialogue between wanda and steven you know, sometime within the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie to try and essentially bring audience members that haven't seen the show up to speed. I don't know if it's that impactful or if it's that effective. So you do have to ask the question of, okay, we have these Disney Plus shows. They're tied into these movies. Is that going to work? How does that work? I, I don't know if there's, a, if there's a way to say yes, it does or no, it doesn't yet. But how is that going to work if they're genuinely trying to incorporate these shows with these movies because we're not going to watch all of the shows we've already made a blood pact to not watch ms marvel oh we, we haven't made blood pact yet we're going to make we, a we blood can... pact <laughs> good to know i will bring a knife next episode you have a sword hanging on the wall we're using it it's a little dull trust let's me. just do it right it. now it's okay let's do it right okay. now mid pod mid pod blood pact but i'm serious like we're 
I'm I'm not like I don't I think most people the majority of people that will go to these movies will not have seen all the shows. Some of them will, right? Let's say thirty to forty percent will have seen the show, but that leaves this is my estimate. I have not done a study, but that leaves anywhere from sixty to seventy percent of people that enjoy these movies haven't watched the TV show. I don't know how you do that. Like I don't know how you both provide a quality, worthwhile TV show without also either leaving folks that are only seeing the movies in the dark or cheapening the experience for those of us that are watching show and movie. That's tough. Like that's that's a tall task. I think it's one of those things too where it's like how important is the character to this movie? So for like mm. this movie, for instance, Scarlet Witch is a big deal because you right like, she's one of your two primary characters you, Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch but even, are the top two but even from her introduction into the MCU like yep. she's had a rough go like it has not been like a oh it's all peaches and cream over here and then oh no tragedy and then just poo poo all the time no right. it's been poo poo all the time all the time yeah. so you have to almost like go on that journey with her like as soon as they watch the one like Remember the it's, second to last episode of WandaVision? Exactly. Yes. Where you get her backstory, and then you have... And it was outstanding. Like, that was powerful stuff. Infinity War alone, after she loses Vision, should be enough for you to be like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then you watch what she's about to do to Thanos after she reacted to that. Right. So, right. even if you don't see WandaVision in that aspect, like, it shouldn't surprise you that she went on this rampage. Because That's you can fair. be like, oh, she lost her kids. That's fair. And then be like, oh, yeah, because... You know, we watched that, and she kind of did lose her shit a little bit against the guy who didn't know who she was. So it's just like... I think the kids are where, in this movie... It gets a little shady. I think... Because this was not a long movie. Like, this was under two hours. Correct. They could have taken another, let's just say, five minutes, for the sake of a nice, easy number, to flesh that out. Like, I think if you're going to err on the side of... Are you leaving people that haven't seen the show in the dark, or are you retreading some already tread ground with folks that have seen the show? I think you need to err on that side of it. And that's a lesson I think Marvel can use yeah. moving forward, which is, hey, like let those folks tune out if need be for five minutes, but you need that exposition so that you can adequately set up what is happening with this character because I, I think you're you're spot on like what you saw in infinity war that should be enough but then when the children are such a critical piece New of characters right part of her motivation in this movie oh my goodness if you haven't seen the show that's potentially a really big hang-up like whoa i'm supposed to buy into this that she has kids in another universe but where'd they come like who's the dad so i think there's opportunities for marvel to improve moving forward yeah because they didn't now that i think about it they didn't show her having a nightmare did she, did they in this movie because i think if they would because she talks about having them ah uh, right right she talks about having no, them but no, she they did not show because if they, they would showed maybe a minute and a half of that yep and be like just even if it was a clip from wandavision sure it'd been great you're right on that point yeah but i think i think what the real test 
is going to be the Marvels movie mm-hmm. with Captain Marvel get her sequel because yep. they're going to have Miss Marvel in it and yep. they're going to have Monica Rambeau in it. Right. So it's going to be seen what they do because yeah, we're not going to watch Miss Marvel. If anything, I'm going to watch like a recap on it or something sure. to get caught back up. Sure. But at that same point, it's like, like, uh, and this is this is a comics challenge, right? So this is yeah. very on brand for a for a comic book enterprise to have to deal with that balance of, hey, you're trying to tell your own individual story while tying into these various threads, you know, honoring what's come before, building off of what's come before, but how do you make your own story without it excluding or leaving gaps for folks that haven't read all the tie-ins, Yeah. right? True, and at that same point too, you have to sell that character in that movie to be like, okay, mm-hmm. uh, maybe I need to go back and rewatch because maybe maybe we'll watch the Marvels and Miss Marvel kills it. Sure, it's, and we'll go. Oh, not, I need to go back and maybe, watch that. Maybe show. Maybe I need to go back and watch Miss Marvel. Agreed. Because no, that's, that's how they're going to do it right, that's a good point. and that's how they're going to attract attention to other things. Yep. And so their show might not take off right away, but it will take off at some point because of this other thing. Yeah. And see, She Hulk, when that comes out, because that's something we should talk about too. Uh, good call. She Hulk. Yep. Just dropped its first trailer. Right. It has the exact opposite thing where they're including the <laughs> they're including the Hulk and the Abomination Abomination yeah. from ten years ago that nobody's gonna really remember. He's back two thousand eight. I mean that's when that correct character so was revealed. More than ten years ago. Right. And so to have him in there and then I mean, it feels Jordan, it feels like they're just throwing everybody in this She Hulk show. Because Frogman has been teased, um, the Wrecking Crew has been teased. Yep. Titania, they said, was going to be the main villain anyway. So fine, whatever. Hulk looks like his arm works again. I'm, I'm just like, so it's interesting to see how are they going to deal with the Hulk thing off screen? Or are they going to deal with him healing on screen? Yeah, how do you fill those storytelling gaps? Right? Exactly. Right. So. I think I think honestly, Marvels will be the ultimate test of that. Mm-hmm. And before we switch over to anything else, America Chavez was actually surprisingly she was worthwhile. Worthwhile. Yeah. I was worried that I was not going to give a shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like I came out of that. I'm like, you know what? Her powers are pretty freaking cool. Yeah. I'm cool with seeing her again. Yeah. Now she's getting some wizardry. I don't know if she has that in the comics. I really don't care, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't frankly know. don't care. Yeah. I'm glad she's, she's a worthwhile character. Yeah. I was worried she was going to be, ugh, and yeah. she's not, ugh. She's, all right, let's see her again. Yeah, agreed. I, I think expectations, that's just the, the key word. I feel like I'm on Sesame Street. The word of the day is expectations. I feel like that is a just a critical critical piece of, hey, how can you – Set yourself up as a fan to continue to enjoy these movies as much as you have moving forward. Because there have been examples, all right? Taskmaster. We hated what they did with Taskmaster. We don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to rip the band-aid off. I can tell by your face that you're pained and you're ready to rage. Hold it in. But there have been other characters that they have altered, right? that have really benefited from those alterations. Like they haven't stuck strictly to the comic book origins of those various characters. And so I, what I really am trying to get at that this needs to be felt as, hey, this is a version 
of the character, right? This is not the the gospel. This is the only version of who that character can be. And I think that is where a person can enjoy these movies the most. I think the more that folks, and this is really tempting right now, because I think there's a lot of this going around, more that folks go, well, from the comics, it's like this, it's like that. It's like, this doesn't need to be that. Like, at its best, the MCU has given us enough of that, enough of part of what came from the comics, but also enough of a new version, a new interpretation that is fresh and enjoyable in its own right. And I'm trying to remind myself of that in some ways uh, also, especially as we get into some Gore the God Butcher conversation because I'm excited for that character. But I need to be open to, hey, this is this particular author, or in this case, director's version of a character, and, and that's okay. And I think and I think that's probably the hardest part with these movies is yes. finding that balance because you want to see that character accurately represented. Yep. Like if Robert if it was not Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark and it was somebody else, for mm-hmm. instance, mm-hmm. and it's like somebody out of left field, you'd be like, uh-huh, he's not like or they or they made Tony Stark humble for some reason. You're like, but why why? <laughs> right. But he's not that. Right. Like Correct. That would irritate me, but yep. like, I think when it comes to story, that's where it it should veer off from the comics. Yeah, because if it's right. sticking with the comics, you know what to expect and you know what the movie's gonna be. Right, you and know what the story's no gonna be that robs you of some serious tension. So I mean, they can take ideas and yeah, yeah, get the pieces. spirit right. Yes. but the specifics or as far as how you get there. That can change. And, like, showing what inspired that movie. Yep. Great. Yep. But, like, I think and I think that's where the variation needs to be. But, like... Yep. Agreed. So, it's it's, Agreed. it's that happy medium. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's a balance. But, again, as the audience member, I think you can do yourself a favor by saying, hey, let's see what this particular individual has to offer on their take on the character. Because no one wants to see Batman quipping jokes. Nope. And... Spider-Man punching holes through men. That, right. We don't want to see that. Right. Other way around. Other way around. Exactly. Yeah. But, you yes. know, something, one last piece. I was reminded that this movie, its release date got all flocked up. All yeah. flocked up. Like, it was supposed to have come out, I think, back in 2020. It was supposed to come out prior before to, Spider-Man. Yes. Prior to Spider-Man No Way Home. And so, who knows? what on earth that did to this movie's story because Doctor Strange was such a huge part of No Way Home. I'd be fascinated, and we may never know or we may not know for another 20 years as to, hey, here was what the original story and plan was, and here's what it had to turn into. I still think they did a good job with this movie. I don't think this did not feel like a... This did not feel like a scrambled yeah. effort. It was not the. It's not the best. I'm never going to hold it on that kind of a pedestal, but it was a. It was a good Doctor Strange movie. Um, I don't know that it's going to be anybody else's favorite Doctor Strange movie. Personally, I enjoyed it more than the origin story. I agree. Um, but I'll understand if someone's going. Nah, I like the first one better. Fair enough. Well, and I Fair think enough. I think America was supposed to show up in Spider-Man and be the portal person uh, is over mm-hmm. Ned, mm-hmm. which would have made way more sense. But <laughs> it's fine. And if that if that's the nitpick from the movie, then I, I'd say that. we're good. Mm-hmm. But that's great. Anything else? Any other takeaways from that? I mean, no. man, we got the Illuminati. That was glorious. 
that was that was the that was the key takeaway. Yeah, I hope Wanda's. Here, here's the last thing I'll say. I hope Wanda's not dead. I know that would be the most comic thing ever for her to not be dead. I want good things for that character, I and think, I love what Elizabeth Olsen has done. I've really enjoyed that. So I, I don't want to see her die. Like that's I, I'll take bad guys dying, but not her. I don't. I don't think she's dead either. And I personally think the way it ended is going to set up for her redemption arc. Because mm-hmm. she got rid of all the dark hold. Yep. She did what she was supposed to do in the end. In the end, she made the right choice, even though she did a lot of messed up crap. But lucky for her, it happened in a different universe. So she can't go to prison for something she didn't do in that universe. <laughs> so, I mean, just ask Adrian Toomes. Next question. Next th- Next question. What? The- next topic. Next topic. Moving on. Thor came out. Oh. We want to talk Thor trailer. Let's right? do it. Yeah, Let's Thor jump trailer. in. Holy um, buckets. It was sweet. I don't know where I was going with that. It was incredible. <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder, the first full trailer, the second trailer overall for the highly anticipated July sequel yes. to Thor, his first solo flick since the events of Avengers Endgame. Um, incredibly stoked. Incredibly stoked. We got our first view of Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. Bruh! I can't be more excited for this, Riley. I just talked about expectations. My expectations are excessive. The voice is badass. It's great. It sounds great. It's great. The only the only nitpick I have with Gore, and you and I disagree on this, I wish yes, he do. was more alien in look. Mm-hmm. I wish he looked like mm-hmm. he did in the comics. Yep. Because Marvel, Phase 4, comic accurate suits, phenomenal. Nailed it. True. 10 out of 10. We could talk about John Krasinski's suit all day long. It, it was looks great. amazing. It was a great suit. The Black, Bolt, the Black Bolt suit. Fantastic. Fantastic. They yep. nailed it. The hover chair. Nailed it. Falcon as Captain America. Nailed, nailed it. it. I Hawkeye. Nailed it. The one thing they got right in that show <laughs> were the costumes. <laughs> Thank you, LARPers. Um... <laughs> I I could keep going. Even Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Right? Fantastic. Nailed it. White Vision was like not expected, but it was all right. I didn't have a problem with White sure, Vision. Sure, a little more low-key there. That's yep. fine. Loki looked great. That was more, no, that wasn't as comic accurate though. But that's that's not the point. I know what you're saying. But anywho, I know what you're saying. Anywho, sits. You would like to see the same thing. Comic. That Gore. is what I would want to see. I'm okay with it if it transforms into that. That'd be cool too. I don't want... Then I'll take it back everything I just said. Yep. And I think there's room for it. And so I won't disagree that I think there is some transformation that does need to happen. Because Gore is just such a... He's such an outstanding looking villain. Like, he looks exactly like a bad guy should look. Like, just pure evil. Pure evil. He frankly kind of looks like Voldemort from the Harry bit. Potter movies. Kind of got the flat nose mixed with going the, on, mixed with the necrosword tentacles coming out. It's great. Yeah, my, the, the yeah. octopus guy from Pirates. So I, I think we're going to get more than what we saw from a design perspective in the trailer. I think we're going to get there. Hopefully, it's not just for a small portion. Hopefully, it's a significant portion. But I also don't want Christian Bale's outstanding abilities to get overwhelmed by well-intended but overused CGI. So there's going to be a balance that has to be struck there. And currently what we saw in that trailer with Christian Bale painted white, 
I was I was good with it. I, I trust Taika. I think Taika could do it. Yeah. If he really wanted all that, like he could What do a it. great choice for the villain. What a great choice. I saw an outstanding comment on, on YouTube for that trailer where it said Christian Bale lived long enough to see himself become the villain. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that was that's money. That's money. Whoever you are that put that out there, well done. Mic drop, you Gore, you, you win. Gore drops in, he's you like, win. Where is she? <laughs> Where's Rachel? That'd be amazing. Alfred. Alfred. Where is she? Every <laughs> day. Scary face. Oh, Harvey, it's you. It's <laughs> the one voice I can do really well. Good for it's you. the one impression I can do. Good for you. College humor, Batman. So that's great. The humor is obviously going to be a, a significant piece of this movie. And hey, that's that's I, I, here's what's exciting about this movie, right? Gore the God Butcher, yes. Super enthusiastic, super excited for his presence, for Christian Bale to be bringing it, because he's going to be an outstanding adversary. But I think part of what gets me excited is that Taika crushed Thor Ragnarok with just the tone and the feel for that character, Mm -hmm. and now he's coming back. So we have a finally really well-established tone for that Thor character. It took three solo movies and some ensemble flicks to get there, but now that we're there, I'm excited to live in that sweet spot and just be able to absorb hopefully what will be a a two-and-a-half-hour-long just I think it is. I I think they've... The rumor is that it's um, got to be in that ballpark. It, it, this one gotta actually be. for Thor feels like a fantasy esque movie as well. Like mm-hmm. we're going all over the place. It's going to be a ride. Huge. Like, Huge. like the first two should have been. Yep. And it feels like the vibe is just better. Just enormous. Just enormous. So I'm I'm really hopeful for that. Um, love Jane Foster as Thor. Here's the deal. I'm in the thick of and coming to the tail end of Jason Aaron's run on Thor. A big part of that run starts out with Gore the God Butcher. It travels, what do I want to say? Transitions, there it is, transitions into Jane Foster, um, taking on the mantle of Mjolnir. So not replacing Thor outright, but becoming a version of Thor with Thor abilities. And it's actually great. Like I remember when it was first announced maybe a decade ago that that was happening, that, hey, there's going to be a female version of Thor. And I was very negative <laughs> about that idea. It's great. They pull it off really well in the comics. I don't know what the motivation is going to be for it to materialize here in the movie. They've kept that really vague. That, which is great. It is great. But I'm very, very open to it. You talked design of characters crushed that one she looks good absolutely crushed it that visor helmet combo with the wings straight out of the comics and the comics have an outstanding look for the jane foster thor so i'm excited for that looking forward to it in a big way they didn't do the blonde hair Mm. that's interesting sure but i'm cool with it sure a little bit lighter but not full blonde (sighs) that don't matter to me i like i not i'm not nitpick not a nitpick I know I called my shot on this when we talked about the Thor teaser trailer. Russell Crowe is Zeus. He's obviously going to die, so I just have to reemphasize that because he's he's dead. He's going to die. Love that he's in this movie. I think it's great. And not only is he in it, it is as if he has now embodied the fat Thor vibe. Like, Russell looks a little excessively beefy here. Yeah. 
He's had a few too many of the Philly cheesesteaks. But Russell, here's the deal. Russell in his prime, Russell was the Chris Hemsworth. Like, he was the Australian native, absolutely crushing it, slaying it in the action films. And here we are, a good 20-some years after Gladiator, passing the mantle on. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. It's great. Every, there's nothing about this movie that I go, eh, I'm in. And I don't feel like I don't feel like they touched on what the Guardians are doing in this movie as much. True. Like in that big trailer, like right, they the teased trailer. it a little bit in the first. Yeah. But in this one, it was more. They very heavily focused on Thor. So I'm very curious to see what the Guardians are gonna have as a role in this. What would you like? Like, do you want them to have any role of significance? Not really. Honestly. Me either. Okay, good. Like, Me if they either. just drop him off, I'd be right. okay with the that. The transportation. They're the Uber. That's it. And then let him get around the rest of the way. Yep. And then maybe they come in and help at the end, but not like I don't want them to help. You don't want against, them to save the day. I don't want them to help against Gore. Correct. Because nope. Chris Pratt will die. Groot will die again. Rocket, not even a chance. Soul sucked, sliced, diced, mm-hmm. put in a soup. Mm-hmm. Drax, eh, this one's not gonna go over his head. It's gonna go through his head. Yep. It's just not. It's not good. Yeah, we don't. No, we don't need a lot of them. So save that for the Guardians. Maybe, maybe, impl- maybe give a little tease to where they're gonna go for Guardians Three. Sure. That might. That'll suffice. They're going to drop him off at the beginning. They're going to show up again at the end. Yep. But I am on the same page as you. We don't need them for the other 90% of the movie. 5% at the beginning, 5% at the end. That's it. Give us some laughs beginning, end. That's all we need. Now, does Loki come back? That's the question Ah, we have to ask ourselves. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm going to say no. He had the rest in peace Loki tattoo on his back, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. I totally missed that. When he gets, no. when he gets oh stripped, <laughs> he does. He has like the Loki helmet, and it says rest in peace Loki on his back. He's no, that's great. Up. That's a fantastic nugget, and I 100% missed it. And then they, like, they showed some of the gods that, that, that in the hall, and it was like the Living Tribunal, the right. Watcher, Lady Death. Like They showed some like crazy like yep. up there. That's great. <laughs> but yes, he's tatted up. Loki, I agree, not showing up in this movie, but I that's my initial reaction. I'm going to want to marinate on that for a piece because I could see myself changing my mind there. Because I'm asking myself now, like, do I want to see Loki in this movie? Because who we know is going to be in it, right? Gore is obviously the adversary. No other additional adversaries needed. All the other cast, I think, has been revealed yeah. in the trailer. I don't think there's any hidden pieces here so i'm asking myself do i want that and i don't think i do i think the only hidden piece that we could possibly get would be hercules i, I was like gonna say better be ray the... bill that would be also cool uh-huh okay so there's two <laughs> <laughs> i would be more for beta ray than i would be for hercules okay. i'd yep. rather have the yep. tease for hercules because he's kind of his own character and then they can do a disney plus show with him sure and i would rather have Beta Ray Bill in a Thor movie. Yep. You're absolutely right. Yep. Okay. That would be... Dude. That'd be great. Okay. You I think that'd be great. You introduce Beta Ray Bill because Gore slayed his gods. Mm-hmm. Now he's out for vengeance. Mm-hmm. Stormbreaker somehow, some way, mm-hmm. ends up in his hands. Mm-hmm. What's Thor got? We'll find out. Nothing. We'll find out. Or... Maybe the Zeus powers? Maybe he goes back to... Love that we're getting the goats, by the way. We haven't hit on that. We are getting... That is my favorite part of everything. It's great. Tooth Asher or Tooth Grinder, baby? You bet. Let's go. 
And for those of you who are wondering, yes, that is Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. Thor had two goats, and mm-hmm. I'm all for it. And again, Jason Aaron's comic run, they're in. in. They're great. I love it. They're great. They're outstanding. They're I, vicious. They're I, huge, and they're vicious, and they fly. I just hope. You know how hilarious it would be? Like, I, I, like goats is even, like, it's like a disservice to call them goats. They're freaking rams. They're not goats. Like, Oh, they are. I know they're called goats. I know technically oh, they're sorry. goats, but they function as rams. Like, they are beasts. It's great. That yeah. that no that is I'm so glad you brought that up. I think it's most likely, out of those possibilities, Loki better Ray Bill was there a third Hercules? Thank you. Blanked on that for a moment. It goes better Ray Bill's most likely. I agree. Yep. And then Loki second. You go Loki second. I'd say Hercules second. Okay. Scratch that. I agree with you. Okay. Because I think if Loki shows up, it yep. will be at the end as a yep. teaser, and it'll be like him mm. coming out of the TVA portal. Be like brother and then <laughs> thor's like what the and then it yeah. cuts yeah but see this is the thing though because i almost want to say hercules is more likely just mm. because we have a, a connection yep yep we have zeus zeus dies let's say zeus dies hercules has an actual motive in the story to go after it mm-hmm. okay would beta ray bill make more sense yes because it would be so much cooler to see Instead of, you know, in the comics, it was past Thor, present Thor, future Thor. It'd be sure. way cooler to see sure. Jane Thor, Thor, and Beta Ray Bill as the third Thor instead. Yep. And yep. you have three different characters going at it against Gore. Yeah. But I can see that being Hercules because then they don't need to make a third hammer out of thin air. Sure. I I love that. I think you fleshed that out really well. My hunch, or where it's a close almost a toss-up, where I'm leaning towards Better Ray is that in the comics, it is three Thors, three versions of Thor that have to collaborate in order to take down Gore. It's present-day Thor, it's past Thor, and it's future King Thor, which is one of the just fantastic (laughs) elements of the story. Don't go dying on me. My bad. (coughs) Drinking problem. It's fine. So I think that in this movie, you're going to have Thor, Jane Foster Thor, and then Better Ray Bill is going to be your third. I hope so. I think that's going to be a similarity from the comic that we see in the movie. That's where I'm drawing that uh, from. Cry. <laughs> it means and so much I to swear, me. I swear, Ames Theater, if I go back to you. We just have to sit next to each other so that we can react and, and let everybody else figure it out. don't freak out about Beta <laughs> Ray Bill voiced by Liam Hemsworth or ooh nice another Hemsworth I like that pull yeah, that's not my idea but I saw it somewhere I was like, I'm gonna oh, give you credit because cool. then they credit. would have a great they 100% have a great chemistry 100% or Henry Cavill's Hercules I will burn it to the ground I want that to be very very clear burned fire please don't I really like and that it theater will, and it will start with the guy who goes Enjoy, no, you leave. You leave him. You leave him trip. out of this. You leave like, him out of this. Enjoy your trip. You spare that guy. No, 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 no. He's he's the first to go, and he's the one who starts the rest of it. Okay. So if you want to protect your employee, be good to me. Okay, I'm done now. Okay, there you go. You got it in. I feel like come anger out. Here's where we need to go with this. Uh, anything else you want to say on the Thor trailer? Um. You know what? We forgot about a character that could show up and be the third Thor. Oh, okay. Throg. Sure. 
I was just kidding, but <laughs> yeah, we can switch. Hey, can you can you imagine how disappointing that would be? They're getting their butts handed to him by Gore, and all of a and sudden, then the frog Thor shows up just out of nowhere, no, not even like hinted at that he would come. It's just a hammer straight across the face, uh, and it's just this tiny hammer, uh, and they're like, "What's going on?" It's just frog. Yeah. It'd be most disappointing because we wouldn't have had better Ray. We wouldn't have had. Hercules, like we want, we want those. We we want those versions. That was just a joke. Okay, part of what we were conversing about prior to hitting record was, hey, Gore the God Butcher is coming in, and you said, and I don't disagree with this, he's going to immediately be a top five MCU villain. I think that's true, and that sparked the conversation of, well, who who composes, or excuse me, who compiles that uh, that top five? Who's in that? I don't know, but I think we need to talk about it. So this this is a an article on Collider that we're going to go through. Yep. Um, there is thirty their own ranking. There's right? yes, there's thirty two. We're not going to go through all thirty two. Sure. I think it would be I'll probably go through like ten, mm-hmm. and then we'll pick kind of like who we think should be. In the Let's top hear five. what their top ten are, so um, we can just pick it apart. Okay. So, just as a point of reference, and I disagree with it. Okay, like we this, agree right up front. Thanos is number one. You and I agree Thanos is number Thanos one. Thanos is number he one. He has to be number one. He is. They built him up from Avengers. He's number one. There's not, there has not been a villain He's an all-time hyped great villain. up in the MCU like Thanos. The next He's one, just a great movie villain. Correct. Much less MCU. He's just correct. outstanding. And next will be Kang, more than likely, because okay. of the way they're building him up. Sure. So, first on Collider's list is Killmonger. And I would agree that he is top five. Yep. But to give him number one, incorrect. I think is insane. Incorrect. Insane. I will give him. I'll... Let's keep going. Let's, yeah. let's keep going. We'll come back to to compile our own top five here. Number two, I agree with, and that's Loki. Yep. Loki deserves number two. Yep. So Thanos one, Loki two, because of the significance of his actions and how it brought the Avengers Avengers together. Like He's he was a, a worthy villain. adversary. Yep. He was a villain, no doubt. No doubt. Number three, they have Thanos. Okay. So right now I'm switching Thanos and Killmonger. Yep, yep. Number four, which I thought was surprising that he was this high, is uh, Zhu Wenwu from Shang-Chi. No. A.K.A. the Mandarin, the real Mandarin. Nope. I think that's kind of high. It's way too high. He's not a top five. He might be top ten, but I don't know about top five. He's not a top five. And at number five, they have Adrian Toomes, A.K.A. the Vulture. Hubley. Who boy? I was like, who boy? He's all right. I don't know if he's five. He's not even a top ten. Number six, and this is where I the list just loses all credibility. Right. Just for me. goes off the rails. And it's the Mandarin from Iron Man three. Oh boy. Nope. Okay. Terrible. Terrible. Let's keep moving. I've this spoken is, about how I felt about that this before on this podcast. Number seven, which yep. is a good poll that we didn't bring up when we first talk, had this discussion yep red skull okay at seven okay which still I, too high he, he's a nazi though so it's like you know <laughs> not the best he's not the best uh number eight and this is somebody i think should be top five obadiah stain ironmonger agreed from the original iron man agreed he's a top five villain in my opinion yep number nine see this is why this list is so shitty nine justin hammer have they watched the movies? I don't know. So, this this is the first sentence, and then this is what this is just 
really ties a bow to it. Sometimes a little comedy goes a long way. Nope. Yep, done. Anyways. He's not even the most significant villain in that movie. No. Number 10, Zemo. You could argue him for number five. Okay. I, I, I like Zemo. I think Zemo's potential is great. He's the only person to turn the Avengers against each other and actually successfully win. Text me that article. I'd like to chew through it with you. Here. I I, I just have never... This is the first one I clicked on. But yep. I, I yep. saw that all the villains were there, so that's yep. why I clicked on it. No, that's that's great. Okay, so Thanos is number one. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Loki, number two. Agreed. Killmonger, number three? I'd say so. I think that's pretty safe. I'd say so He as well. was terrific. He was a terrific... And part of what I think makes a great bad guy is, listen, they're tough, right? They're not easily defeated. And so the biggest strike that Killmonger has against him is that he died, or at least we think he died, in the Black Panther movie, which, especially in hindsight, a real bummer. That's a character that I wish they would have kept around quite a bit. So that's that's a real shame. But they have, they have Bucky at 11, a.k.a. Winter Soldier at 11. They have Ultron at 13. Um, and then Mysterio's at 15. He's halfway on the list. Mysterio Halo. should be higher. Mysterio's a top 10 Mys- villain. Like, Mysterio, he was excellent. And I'm not a huge Hala guy, but Hala should be higher. She's actually a threat. Oh, hell. And Hela. she's at 16. Hela. Okay. This, this list has Drakov from Black Widow at 17. He you. should be 31. He's at the bottom. Taskmaster should be 32. And it's not even close. Um, I don't. General Ross, I really don't count. Darren Cross, Yellow Jacket. Yeah, he kind of sucked. Ghost kind of sucked. Alexander Pierce they have. Wanda in Doctor enjoyed, Strange could okay. be top ten. All right, so who who are our top five? We gotta we've got a universal okay. top three on the pod here. Yes. Who's your four and five? I got that's I got, what matters here. I think I gotta stick Obadiah Stan at four. Okay. Because I am a sucker for Iron Man. And just I'm there with you. His on screen presence in the first one. Because when I remember being little and not knowing Obadiah Stane's role in comics so i didn't know who ironmonger is yeah and you're like oh this guy's so cool and then you watch him slowly turn and that full turn with tony and he just leaves him there mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. that's all for it i was like yep. oh wow yep the betrayal and then the fight in the in the upstairs right on the in the buildings yep. great yeah fantastic i'm Obadiah endorsing that with four. you we're staying on the same page here on this pod obadiah is number four so Who's number five? I think there's plenty of candidates. I think Mysterio would be a good number five. Not making my official endorsement for Mysterio, but I think yeah. he's a candidate. Hella could be number five just from sheer power. Like she was really tough to take down. As a matter of fact, Thor could not take her down. Yep. I think there's two that we need to discuss. Yep. And I know one's going to sound really crazy, and the other one's going to make sense. Winter Soldier. Okay. Because of the impact with Captain America. Okay. Or... And it just came out, but Scarlet Witch, because she tore through some people, and I actually enjoyed her. Sure. Like, yes, Hela killed people and broke Mjolnir and had a lot of effect on Thor, but holy crap, did she kill a lot of people. Yeah. Like Scarlet Witch is still, like, in that, at, at most, anti-hero category for me, and, make, I, and I know Loki's a little bit there as well, but he's... Until he does something truly like, uh, truly good, the he dude's saved a villain. His brother. He has saved himself. He's 
genuinely just been self-interest. Loki's still in the villain category for me. Okay. Okay. That's so that's fair. that's where he's at. Hella, she's exceptionally powerful, but I, I would lean almost more towards Mysterio or Zemo. Winter okay. Soldier, like Bucky ends up being a good guy. Like, obviously when he's first introduced, yep. He's the adversary of the movie. He's the villain. He's being, but he's also being manipulated significantly so by Alexander Pierce. So, in your case, those two don't count then. Not that they don't count. I'm just saying I would not rank them nearly. I would not put them top five villain because there's okay. too much gray there. It's not a black and white. Hey, you're definitively a villain all the time. So I would rather lean towards a Baron Zemo or a Mysterio. And Mysterio, I think I just enjoyed quite a bit more i think i think i need a little bit more from zemo okay i liked mysterio more than i liked vulture but i didn't have a problem with vulture i just need to look through real quick and make sure i'm not missing anything because i would be okay dude ultron had so much potential i wish ultron i enjoyed ultron. ultron i did I, I know he gets ragged on but I enjoyed him. He should have been he. He, he should have been a multi-movie villain. He should correct. not have been a one-off. But that's not not his fault. That, I mean, right? Like that's the worst thing you can say about Ultron. Right? Is that he was eliminated after one movie, and that was too his too little act. for him. James Spader was so terrific good for that role. He was outstanding. Um. Yeah, I guess... Ultron's uh, a good candidate. I, I could put Ultron in there at number five. I will say I will say Mysterio for now. Sure. Over, just because I want to see more from Zemo, and I think we will. And there's another character that we're going to see more of in the future that will probably end up breaking the top five, and that'll probably be Dormammu. Mm-hmm. I think those are the two. And by the way, I know that when I first talked about Doctor Strange, I said Clea was doctor was dormammu's daughter it's mm. his niece. niece sorry still a relative don't burn me at the stake okay? still a relative they are blood related that was the main thing so don't eat me alive but back to what we're saying i think you just gotta put mysterio at five in that situation okay ultron oh man james spader's he's performance. close he's james, close he should be top 10 ultron should be top 10 oh absolutely if, top 10 if, i think it's it's Mysterio 5, Ultron 6, Zemo 7. Ultron, I think... If, and then you can get to some anti-hero territory. Yes, correct. And I think with Ultron, I think if they would have done, instead of him doing a gigantic robot army, thanks, Joss Whedon, they, they could have just done... <laughs> literally, if it would have been all of the Avengers against Ultron, just himself, yep. it would have been so much better. Like, they, like Thanos. Like, yep. Yeah, they had the Black Order, but a lot of them tried to fight him one-on-one, -on -one and it failed miserably. And that's how it should have went for Ultron. Yep. And then they could have been like, you know what? He uploaded his consciousness, and then they can bring him back. And they still, they bring still him back. could, and frankly... I would be okay with it if James Spader comes back. I, yeah, I'm not And then they introduce, they like, Antimantium into it, and like, oh, yeah. Yep. Vibranium. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ultron is the ultimate Marvel can't-be-fully-killed-ever villain. Which is so. Great. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. So hopefully. Okay, so the official JP and Beans MCU top five goes Thanos. One. Undisputed champ, number one. He's your Michael Jordan. Loki, hanging out at number two. Love that pick. Killmonger at number three. Correct. That's really solid. Uh, number four. Obadiah Stan. Thank you. Obadiah Stan. I love that. The Iron Man. 
I love that pick. That's Don't, that's a strong pick. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. And we'll defend that pick forever. Go, go watch that movie. We'll defend if that you're pick even forever. Debating it because yeah. he does we'll fight so you. good. He was tied into the whole movie. He was terrific. And then when he gets his own suit, you're like, oh, it's gonna go yep. down. It's a great pick. Absolutely Gosh. love it. Absolutely love it. It holds up. Great first adversary for Tony Stark. Yep. And then our number five, Mysterio. And that's where we've got a little bit of flex, right? We're saying, hey, well, we could see somebody else in here, but as of today, that's right. As of May 25th, it's Mysterio. Yes. So enjoy your stay at number five for now, bud. Yeah, (laughs) because Gore is coming. Gore is coming. Gore is coming, and he's probably going to be at least number three at the the, the hot. He's likely in there in the top five. He he might hit two if he's done right. Could be. If he's done right. Mm-hmm. Please, Taika. And that means he can't be killed. He can't be killed. Gore can be beaten. Can't kill him. I don't want Gore dying in this Did movie. Did he die in the book, though? Yes. Okay, our odds aren't great. I know. <laughs> I know. But I want him around. I want more. I know I'm going to get done with this movie and want more after they kill him. Because you're right. They probably are going to kill I him. I feel like he's going to die. <sighs> I feel like he's gonna die, and then they're gonna one off like a side character as well. Yeah, either I know, either like, I know, either like Korg. Expectations. Or like, I got to set my expectations. I know what I want, but what I want needs to be different than what I expect. It'll either be like Korg dying in like some like heroic way to like uh, Just paper gets blown into gravel. Like you know how funny it would be exploded. if like he got wrapped up in paper and died. Like paper beats rock. Yeah, like it just full. Oh, man. It'd go full circle. But yeah. and then uh, or, uh, yeah, or Jane. I can see Jane dying from cancer. Yep. At the end of it. Yep. Which I'd be okay with as well. We'll see. But we'll see. Nothing against you, Natalie Portman. You're beautiful lady. Yeah. Gore's coming in there at top five. He's getting in there. Cool. Um. Okay. Couple quick topics to hit since we're gonna run a little bit long here. Uh, the She-Hulk trailer came out. Correct. Anything big you want to hit on that? I mean, I'll watch that show. I'm intrigued. I would love to see Daredevil show up in there. Yeah, like I said, I think the main thing, the main takeaways from She-Hulk, we kind of already mentioned it yep. before. Yep. There are a lot. There's nine episodes. Right. So three three more episodes than most. Yeah. Right? So probably shorter episode run times for... Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. Probably. Yep. And then you have... Closer to that half hour, probably. So, a- Abomination looks fantastic. I'm mm-hmm. super excited for his return. Mm-hmm. Hulk... I, my hope for the Hulk is we go back to Savage Hulk. That is my hope for the Hulk. I don't know if we'll get that. Okay. She-Hulk, I think CGI work is needed. I okay. don't think the CGI is the best. I think it looks a little eh, but we'll see what happens. This is just a trailer, so I'm gonna... And you said that, and I watched the trailer again, and at least to my eye, like, I'm... Fair enough, I'm just not bothered by it. Fair enough. Yep. Frogman is in it. Do what you want with that information. Um, the wrecking I just remain confused. The wrecking crew has been rumored, which yep. would be amazing. That has potential to be super duper cool. Yep. Um, Titania is the main, or Titania is the main villain s mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Don't care. And then finally, who's yeah Daredevil? Yeah. Daredevil was in it. Yeah. Dope. Yep. And the yellow suit is the rumor, which would be even cooler. Yeah. As long as it doesn't look like, ugh. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I- I'm not excited for this show. 
but I'm curious. I'm watching it for Abomination and Hulk. Mm -hmm. I am not watching this for She-Hulk. Yeah, right? And I wonder what I wonder what that says and about the, the show crew. when you're watching it for the other characters that are in it. I'm watching for the Wrecking Crew so, and Daredevil. I think I think I'll, I'm, I'm so, hopeful that I'll enjoy it. But I'm yeah. watching for the supporting cast. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm here for everyone else. Yeah. 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 But I've also never been like a die-hard She-Hulk fan, so this is not going to be something crazy. Mm -hmm. I like what you said about, hey, it'd be great to get uh, Professor Hulk back into the classic it, Dr. It Jekyll and just, Mr. Hyde. It was just done too soon. Of, yep, a Bruce Banner and Savage Hulk. I would, I would enjoy that as well. So whether it happens in this show or eventually, I would prefer that also. Agreed. Yeah, no so, doubt. I think that's, that's all we really need to touch with She-Hulk. Correct. I think because that's all. That's all it really was. It was just like showing yep. her getting her powers. Yep. That was the trailer. It didn't really give us a story. So it. That's it. That's all you really need to know. Um, honestly, the lawyer stuff could be interesting. Like her dealing with the superhero registration act or whatever. That might be interesting. Mm. But other than that, I have no interest. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing uh. Good seeing Charlie Cox back in the. That's in it. The, That'd be the, the highlight. In the lawyer. That'd be the highlight. Role would be. Tight. No doubt. Okay, but now let's get on to more fun stuff. Okay, great. So I need to get back on the train of chewing through my top 30 uh, list of favorite flicks. And so just by way of recap, since it's been a piece, since we went through them, most recently, let's just take it from the top, right? Really quick run. Going from 30, Ocean's 11. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely love that movie. Saving Mr. Banks. Cinderella, Spider-Man 2, Lincoln, Hell or High Water, Moneyball, True Grit, the remake, not the original, Hacksaw Ridge, and now we arrive at number 21, Interstellar. So we're going 21, 20, and 19. Okay, Interstellar is at 21, Inception is at 20, The Prestige is at 19. What do these three movies have in common, Riley? All directed by Christopher Nolan. You had it, and I didn't even give you the chance. I'm no, sorry. Bad friend. I feel robbed. Bad friend. Where is she? Right? These three movies, okay, are, or at least were at the time, the three non-Batman films that Christopher Nolan made in between and immediately after the Dark Knight trilogy. Christopher Nolan had made a couple other movies, uh, Memento, which, really good, exceptionally confusing, but really good. And then, man, I'm blanking on the other flick that he had with, bizarrely enough, Robin Williams, Al Pacino, and Hilary Swank in this, like, crime drama that Christopher Nolan directed. That's a super weird Insomnia, cast. that's what it was. Uh, good movie, just never really uh, latched on from a pop culture perspective. So, anyhow, Dark Knight Trilogy comes out, starting with Batman Begins, after Batman Begins, The Prestige comes out. Dark Knight comes out, followed by Inception, Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar. Now, these three movies independently embody, I think, the three most common th thematic elements or moves that Christopher Nolan has in his movies. And that's nonlinear storytelling, like you're very rarely starting at the movie and going straight through without some kind of twist as far as, oh, what we were just watching was in the past or it's in the future. There's a lot of manipulation of the timeline in Nolan's movies. Mind-bending concepts, right? Like, hey, how about Inception where 
you can get into dream worlds, get into someone's subconscious, but you can go layers and layers and layers within that. And visual magnificence. Nolan makes some good-looking movies. Good-looking movies. So Interstellar at number 21 really crushes the visual magnificence piece. I remember watching this movie in theaters and the shots that they had in outer space, not literally, but as it was presented, were just magnificent. Like it was gorgeous. Such a pretty, pretty movie. The only negative thing I can really say about Interstellar is that the first three quarters of the movie makes sense. You can follow it. It's complex, but you can track with it. The last quarter of the movie where it resolves, I mean, I've watched this movie six times and I still don't know how to flip it resolves. It's like, wait, what? And I think it outsmarts itself a little bit, which is to its detriment. But overall, great movie, great concept. Matthew McConaughey and Hathaway are your two leads in the movie, and they're tremendous together. Jessica Chastain is in there as well. Um, visually, it's incredible. And Hans Zimmer, frequent collaborator with Christopher Nolan, his score in Interstellar is the bomb like it is so doggone good if you want to do like yourself a little bit of a favor youtube hans zimmer interstellar there are some really sick youtube videos of hans zimmer playing a grand piano amongst while being accompanied by a full-fledged orchestra for music from interstellar and it's awesome like just sitting and watching these talented musicians crush his score from that movie so you need to kill a few minutes and really enjoy yourself while doing it, check that out. So that's Interstellar, all right? Checking in at number 21. Number 20, Inception. The concepts in this movie, just bananas. I think it's his, Nolan's strongest conceptual movie where it's both complex and yet accessible so you can track with it. You're not lost like I am all the time at the end of Interstellar. So it's an absolute mind-bending treat. Leonardo DiCaprio shows up in here, which the only reason that's really noteworthy is that Nolan has a lot of repeat customers, so to speak, folks that he works with from one movie to another movie. And Leo, this was just a one-off for, for Leo and Chris. Uh, who, like Michael Caine is all over Christopher Nolan's him movies. And then the guy who played uh, Scarecrow. And then yep. also uh, yep. he's in Peaky Blinders. What? Yeah, you know I know exactly who you're talking it's about. It's an odd choice, but he's yep. like an odd, not like an odd choice, but it's like a, you don't see him in a lot of other stuff, but he always shows up in Christopher Nolan's stuff. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm going to look up his name. Because <laughs> he does. And he showed up in each Batman movie, Yes. Too. He stayed around. Yep. Come to think of it, Matthew McConaughey was kind of a one-off for Interstellar as well. So a little, a little random there, but nonetheless, excellent, excellent movie. Score Cillian again by Hansen. Cillian Murphy. Yep. Yep. Not an American name at all. Great, great actor. He crushes it. Uh, he absolutely crushes it. The Prestige is number 19. And this movie, there's a lot of people that haven't seen it. Because, again, it came out between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Hugh Jackman is in this one with Christian Bale playing a couple of... And this is this is one of those, like concepts that when you're talking to someone about the movie and you say, well, the movie is about a couple of magicians in the uh, 1800s who had this feud against each other. And the person you're talking to goes, why? Why, why would I watch this? <laughs> Fair enough. 
because it's great. That's that's the only endorsement I can give it. Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson, interestingly enough, shows up in this flick as well. Great to see her. And it is that non-linear storytelling at its best. I mean, it is jumping from present to past, maybe into the future. Who knows? Spoilers, watch out. It is a great, great whodunit movie. There's a little bit of crime element in there. Um, I can't recommend this one enough. The only bummer is that Hans Zimmer, again, frequent Christopher Nolan collaborator, he doesn't do the score for this movie. I don't even know who the flip does, but it's a, it's a real bummer because Hans and Chris Nolan, they're a combination that uh, are really, really tough to top. So there you go. There's numbers 21, 20, and 19, a little Christopher Nolan theme for you as we get back into my top 30 list of nice. flicks. Yeah. So, Riles, what a beefy, beefy pod that was. Yes, it was. It was great. Yeah. I was excited. It was great. Any other little drizzle you want to uh, no. drip on um, there? Fun fact, we will be back-to-back weeks. Come on. So, uh, yeah, Come on. we got to... It just reminds me of Soul so much. Uh, he says that all the time. Uh, so, yeah, we will be this week, and then we're coming back next week, you know, to give you a, a little love from that two-week gap. So get your lightsaber color figured out, because we're yes. talking space Jesus. Absolutely. Absolute. Oh, my gosh. That just triggered in my hand. You're like, yes! Yes! So we will be talking Obi-Wan. You bet. You bet. I might cry. That's okay. that's okay. Do it. I'm still mad at myself for not crying at No Way Home. That's cry a whole other Cry every episode so, here. Back to the focus. So, <laughs> yes, we'll be talking about that. Maybe we'll break into some comics because, you Absolutely. know, your boy read Injustice Atta Year boy. One. Love and it. And I'm probably going to keep reading it because it's fantastic. That's well, great. no, I finished this. That's great. Year two's next. You bet. Anywho, we got comics. Yes, we, we do. got Star Wars. And we got what? Ever Marvel wants to surprise us with in the next seven days. You bet. We got things that'll percolate, yo. So, on that note, catch us on YouTube, JP and the Beanstalk. Make sure you hit the subscribe button because if you don't hit the subscribe button, you won't know when we post. Okay? That is my little spiel. Do yourself a favor, subscribe. We are on all streaming services, but you already know that because you're listening to this. Here you are. And if you like me, which. How could you not? I mean, look how at could me. you not? Look at me, ladies. <laughs> but um, check out Cloudy with a Chance of Beans, where I uh, shoot the shit with my roommate. Um, or keep watching us, so because that's great too. And hey, share it with a buddy. If you're enjoying what you're listening to, share it with a friend. Make that friend a better friend of yours. Absolutely. By giving them the share, gift. Share. Share. Of JP and the share. Beans. Follow our page on Facebook, <laughs> JP and the Beans Talk, and share it with other people. Because why not? We're great. So. All we ask in return are crisp high fives when we get to see each other face to face. This is true. That's it. Yes. You bet. Absolutely. Love so, it. On that note, Godspeed. Peace.